The Miami Dolphins 2023 schedule has been released. What is it? Our reaction that here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked on Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. You can find all of our shows here on the network, on YouTube, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I want to give a special shout-out to the everydayers who are locked in with us on a daily basis as we cover your Miami Dolphins, your favorite team, my favorite team, and we have our favorite teams 2023 schedule has been unveiled. Without further ado, we're going to talk about those games and briefly touch on the magnitude of, of how this schedule fell for the Dolphins. And that's our objective here on this kind of emergency Thursday, but not really an emergency because we knew it was coming episode of Locked on Dolphins. So let's start with the schedule. We'll go weeks one through nine. Uh, they have a week 10 bye, and then we'll do weeks 10 through 18. So week one, the Dolphins are scheduled to go on the road and face Justin Herbert and the Los Angeles Chargers. If you told me, as we talked about on Thursday morning, that you would get your only West Coast trip of the season out of the way, week one, that's a dream come true. Now, obviously, the matchup will be difficult. There's a new defensive coordinator for the Dolphins. There's a new offensive coordinator for the Chargers. So some new dynamics amidst a matchup that happened last year and happened in 2020. So these teams fairly familiar with one another. And um, getting a chance to open at 425 in a high-profile spotlight game uh, is certainly a big-picture game for the Dolphins that will have a lot of eyes on it. In Week 2, and this was reported throughout the course of the day on Thursday, there was some speculation whether or not it would be uh, the Tom Brady game or not, but the Dolphins will indeed be in Foxborough for Sunday night football, so their first two weeks on the road. They will play the New England Patriots. That's a cold-weather team you're playing in September. That's a win. In itself, that is a win. And uh, catching the Patriots early seems to be a, a week, an annual staple of the Dolphins and their schedule, but uh, hey, it ain't broke. We ain't going to fix it. The Patriots continue uh, to be a team that the Dolphins play early, and hopefully the Dolphins' early season success against those Patriots can continue as well. Week three is the home opener, and the Dolphins will be hosting the Denver Broncos. I love this matchup as a Early season game, Denver obviously high altitude team having to come to South Florida with the slog of the humidity and the challenges that that presents. You have to figure the Dolphins will wear white, the Broncos will be in their Navy uniforms, and you're going to hope to bake them out of the stadium. And from a climate and a weather and a uh, time change perspective, there's a lot of things in favor, plus a new head coach in Sean Payton with a new offense that is, is probably still going to be looking to find its footing a little bit. I think there's plenty of dynamics to like there. Uh, not so much, but again, cold weather team playing in the first four weeks of the season. The Dolphins go to Buffalo uh, in week four. Get that game out of the way early. I will say this. 
The Dolphins last season played three one-score football games with the Buffalo Bills. This is no longer the Brian Flores Dolphins that would get waxed by Sean McDermott's team. Uh, you'd like to think you have the ability to keep that game competitive. I don't love that three of the first four games are on the road, but also at the same time, the Dolphins only have seven true road games this season, and you got half of them in the first four weeks of the year. When you put it through that lens, it's a little eye-opening. The Dolphins are back in weeks five and six at Hard Rock Stadium to play the New York Giants and the Carolina Panthers. That Panthers game is, is kind of interesting because it's late enough, you're getting close to midseason, where you could be in Bryce Young territory. And if you told me the Dolphins were going to play a rookie quarterback in week one, in, in that matchup, I would really like that matchup for the Dolphins. So I love that that's not a week one or week two matchup where they may still cling on to Andy Dalton. That's a matchup where I think Miami could end up drawing Bryce Young. And with Vic Fangio and company, that is a favorable formula in my mind for the Dolphins for those back-to-back games at home. There's not a lot of silver lining to be found in week seven uh, at Philadelphia for Sunday night football uh, against the reigning NFC champion Eagles. This was a matchup that we kind of got excited about last summer when the teams had joint practices and Miami performed very well against the Eagles. And uh, you get through November last season and both of these teams are near the top of their respective conferences. And you say, hey, man, like that might be a game. That might be a really fun game. And we didn't get it, uh, but we will get it this year and we will get it in prime time for Sunday Night Football. Jalen Hurts versus Tua Tungavaloa. So, Uh, That is certainly a heavy-hitting matchup and a showcase of some of the best teams that each conference has to offer. Week 8, you're home against the Patriots. You're done with New England by Halloween. Not mad about getting those boxes checked. You'll have a really good idea by the midpoint of the season how you stand amidst the AFC East, and you will have played two road games in that AFC stretch, your only road game remaining against the Jets on Black Friday on a short week. Um, But a really good chance for Miami, again, to, uh, if you have success in that head-to-head matchup in New England, you're going to position yourself very favorably to have success or at at minimum be break-even in the AFC East. And then, of course, week nine, you get on the plane and you go across the pond and you go to Frankfurt, Germany, and you play the Kansas City Chiefs. Tough matchup. Would have been tougher in Arrowhead. I am not one of those people who is too proud to say, oh, I would have rather played him in Arrowhead so that it would be harder. No, they're all hard games. And in a marathon like this, a win could be the difference in losing, the difference between winning and losing and and making a playoff spot or not. So every competitive advantage that can be had or dismissed from your opponents, I am more than happy to have if I am the Miami Dolphins. So that gets you weeks one through nine. And then you have the week after off, the bye week in week 10. So you should have a pretty good idea at the midway point of the season, similar to where the bye fell last year for the Dolphins. But what really opens my eyes is the way that this schedule unfolds in the second half of the season as compared to how it unfolded last year in the second half of the season. And that's what we're going to talk about next year on Locked on Dolphins. But before we do, I have to tell you about our friends over Built. Built is a protein bar. Tastes like a candy bar. These things are high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. They have 100% chocolate on all of their bars. They're absolutely, positively delicious. So whether you are looking for a delicious snack, something to grab and go, 
a meal replacement, post-workout, you name it, Built can be it. You can go to Built.com, pick yourself up a variety box. You can go to Walmart, go to the pharmacy section, get yourself a four-bar box, or you can go to Sam's Club and get the 13-bar box, have one on the way home, and still have a dozen waiting for you for the rest of your day. Head to Built.com, Walmart, Sam's Club, get yourself a box of Built, and thank us when you do. Coming out of the bye, you get the Raiders at home, which I love as a coming out of the bye team. It's a West Coast team that has to come East to play a one o'clock kick. And if we're being honest about the Raiders, I don't think they're going to be particularly good this year. They traded away Darren Waller. Uh, they lost Foster Moreau. They made no upgrades on the offensive line. They changed quarterbacks to Jimmy Garoppolo. They made no additions to the back seven of the defense, their defensive line. They kind of took a developmental player in Tyree Wilson with their first pick. Getting an extra week to prepare for the Raiders at home before you have a short week and have to go play the Jets and Aaron Rodgers in, in, on Black Friday uh, is a very favorable draw in my mind. And then, of course, you have the Black Friday game, and that will be a circus because it's New York and it's Aaron Rodgers and... I haven't had a chance to look at the, the Jets' schedule yet because I wanted to give you my organic true thoughts on the Dolphins' schedule in a vacuum. And then we'll talk about the dynamics of the other teams and, and how their schedules break down, and we'll, of course, do a schedule prediction and so on and so forth. There'll be a lot of great content coming out of this schedule release. But once you get through the Black Friday game, remember, that's a mini-buy. You get an extra two days. This is the juncture where if the Dolphins can find themselves in a similar position to where they were last year, record-wise, after 11 games, and they were 8-3 and three last year after 11 games, this schedule breaks down very, very well. I mean, for case in point, Washington, Tennessee... New York, Dallas, Baltimore, Buffalo, four at home, two on the road. And one of your road games in early December, after you play Black Friday with a mini-bye, is at Washington with Sam Howell and company at quarterback. That is a draw that I like a lot. And then, oh, by the way, the following week, you have an extra day of preparation before you play the Tennessee Titans as well at home in a primetime slot. So from the bye through a month after the bye, you really have an opportunity coming out of bye play Raiders, go to New York on about short week, extra rest play at Commanders, extra rest play Titans. You can remove all the doubt and again, it's, the, these schedules are about getting hot at the right time and good teams going on runs late in the season. Dolphins went on a run midway through the season and stalled at the end of the year. This schedule falls much favorably, and then the two of three at home to close the year. Now, they're competitive teams in Dallas and Buffalo, and then the road trip to Baltimore at the end there. But the way that that breaks for you, you have a lot of reason to be optimistic about each and one of those respective matchups.
Now, I don't necessarily think this is slam dunk, 13 wins, Dolphins running away from things. I think this division is going to be highly competitive. But that's why so much of my personal point of emphasis when talking about these games is indeed talking about the peripherals of the game. What are the dynamics of Miami facing this team at this juncture with this much rest and this stretch of games where you are at home and don't really have to worry about travel? If you want to make a run, you darn well better get yourself a home playoff game too along the way. And of course, that pathway comes through winning the division. And one of the points that we had on our earlier show today was who is the NFL going to choose to match up in Week 18? And they chose Dolphins and Bills. And that's, of course, a T- TBD uh, kickoff time, and they'll look to put the best and most competitive game in that slot. But if you do what I think the Dolphins are capable of doing, that may be a winner-takes-all division type of matchup. Or at the very least, there would be tiebreakers involved with presumably the Jets. So that's a huge, huge game, and you get that at home. Obviously, it's late in the year, so it's not boiling hot, and Buffalo fans thankfully won't have to worry about um, the Hard Rock Sun hosting an unfair uh, home field advantage for them when they play in January. But um, I don't know what else you could ask for in my mind with the degree of difficulty of the opponents that you have to play We checked a lot of boxes. We got the West Coast road trip knocked out right off the jump. You have a ton of home games in the back half of the season. You have one cold weather game this year. You have to go to Baltimore week 17. That's probably your only cold weather game of the season. Because your other more recent road game after that, prior to that, is December 5th against the Commanders. Might be chilly, It ain't going to be cold. It ain't going to be Buffalo. It ain't going to be the fans throwing ice balls at you in the stadium saying, "Uh, don't throw ice balls anymore or we'll have to throw a penalty and then never throw a penalty while you continue to get pelted with ice balls. But that's payback for Hard Rock Sun, so it is what it is. Um, You don't have a lot of that to worry about. You have favorable rest draws throughout You get the bye immediately after the Europe game. I think you get a great team to draw with a scheme change and a climate disadvantage to come to your place to start the season. You just have to kind of go through the gauntlet of what those first four weeks are from a three games on the road against competitive teams with the Chargers, the Bills, the Patriots could be a challenge, uh, not, not to be totally dismissive of them. But if you're 3-1 and one coming out of that stretch of four, I'm over the moon. If you're 2-2, two and two, then you buckle down. Because you say, okay, I got four, four road games the rest of the year. We're 2-2, two and two, first quarter of the season's done. I got four road games. Let's go get it. Miami has been one of the better teams in the NFL at home in recent history. I'm pumped. I, I, re- I really genuinely think that big picture, especially that back half where the team faltered last year with the three road trips where you had to go to Buffalo and the two West Coast games, you have the inverse of that this year to close the season. Not much more you could ask for. 
So that's weeks one through 18. Uh, the Dolphins obviously getting five primetime games, closing against the Bills, opening against the Chargers. They are not the team to face Tom Brady in the Tom Brady kickoff smorgasbord orgy of uh confetti for Tom Brady and his career accolades in New England, which will be week one against the Philadelphia Eagles. So that's the schedule. What else do we think? Some knee-jerk reactions. I'm glad you asked. That's what we're closing with here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. I think the Dolphins were paid a sufficient, without being able to see the rest of the league and, and the distribution of primetime games, I think Miami was was paid fair respects here by the league. Um, the fact that they got a home Monday night football game against a team that we're not expecting to be overly competitive in Tennessee. Uh, I think that's a compliment to Miami is to be the sell of that game. You're closing against Buffalo, so the league is telling the world their expectation is that Miami will be competitive uh, down to the wire. You obviously get Sunday night football showcases against the defending NFC champions and the New England Patriots in the Mac Jones to a tongue of a low bowl. And you've got more spotlights with Tua, Patrick Mahomes, two high powered offenses in, in Germany. You get a week one opener with two guys from this, two quarterbacks from the same draft class picked back to back. They've tied the first two games of the series, one to one. That's in a four o'clock time slot. So it's going to be more of a standalone type of game. This is the first time in a long time that I felt like the schedule came out and I said, wow, it feels like the Dolphins have have some respect and some expectations. And you've probably heard the old Rex Ryan quote, and if you scrolled through Instagram or TikTok or YouTube shorts or whatever, and I can't repeat it here and I won't play here because there's a couple naughty words on it, but uh, life is best when expectations are high. And I agree with that. And when us as Dolphins fans, it's a little bit of a, a new air for us, but this is a team that, that has won 28 games in the last three seasons, three consecutive winning seasons. They've been competitive. They are better. You can look across the league. There are some teams that did not get better, did not tangibly get better this offseason. You cannot say that about the Dolphins. They're a more well-rounded team. They got more playmakers. They got a dramatic improvement in the coaching department. Expectations are high. And the league is telling you that expectations are high for the respect that the Dolphins were paid. And look, there's a couple other games along this stretch that may end up getting flexed too. You may end up with half a dozen primetime standalone games if you're the Dolphins. And if you do, great. Uh, but what I need to do is I need to sit down and I need to digest this schedule, uh, I need to look at the schedules of the other teams and what's sandwiched in front of and behind the Dolphins games, and I need to pick some games because we're going to do our first schedule prediction uh, here in the very near future, and that is our plan. So make sure you keep it locked in here on Locked On Dolphins. It is your team every day. I'm Kyle Krabs. I appreciate you guys checking out the show. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Shout out to our everydayers who keep it locked in on a daily basis. Fins up, enjoy the rest of your afternoon or your evening, and make sure you hit subscribe. Come on back and see us again soon because we are diving in to the Dolphins' schedule head first. Peace.